Welcome to Entropy Rising, a 4E D&D podcast, a ancillary division of LTM Gaming. When last we left our adventurers, they had killed a bunch of time in Oran, and we're getting ready to start a dinner party with the Lady Larabelle in the Temple of the Raven Queen. Do we get party hats? He's not that kind of party. <laughs> Pretty sure the Raven Queen is really into party hats. Upon closer inspection, she is not. <laughs> I'm guessing everybody sits down? Mm-hmm. Sure. Aerith is doing right. his best to, once again, mirror the actions that are taken by the others at the table. Oh, man. So, like, so if someone just stands up and starts screaming, <laughs> he will do the same. <laughs> I wish my character was more of a jokester because he would totally mess with Aerith all the time. I know. <laughs> I know. That's because that's what Paul would I do. know. So when you say that Aerith mirrors everyone, you mean that he does exactly the opposite of what everyone does? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's mirroring it in terms of He's if they all stand up, <laughs> he stands up. If they all sit down, he sits down. If they, if they all raise their right hand, he'll raise his left hand. <laughs> all right. Um, He's trying to act normal, like, social interactions, since he doesn't know what... Yeah. Or how to He's do this. He's following my imitation. I think TJ was saying that a mirror is a uh, reflective image that's reversed. Yes. No, I'm not like... Yeah, I got that. Okay. Not, not like a mirror, opposite but like a mirror. mirror. I am a person, okay? No. No, I am. You're pretty... Canon. You're... <laughs> <laughs> You're the opposite of an alive person. That's not true. Alright. Yeah, isn't an alive person is a dead person. Aren't you yeah. dead? But I'm half alive and I'm half dead. Oh, okay. I thought you were all the way dead. No. He's just mm-hmm. dipping his toes in. I'm mostly dead. So you guys sit down and Lara Bell introduces you to the two half orcs. Both men. I think that I said that both men. If I didn't, they are. Um, <laughs> their names. TJ uh, One just changed yeah. into a man. <laughs> She's very surprised. Uh, one is named Scrag, and the other is Krusk. You know, I'm sure TJ's telling at least one funny joke out of all these, but they're just getting tumbleweeds every time because I don't think anyone else can hear the punchlines. We're like... It- it cuts out, <laughs> so it's <just> like... <laughs> no, there wasn't any joke. I told you what their names were. Did you oh, no. <laughs> That's a good one. Do it again. Uh, their names are Scrag and Krusk. How do you spell Krusk? K-R-U-S-K. So... Did they tell us their names? I, I, okay, so we'll go back to the beginning. So there are two male orc, or half orcs sitting at the table, and as you guys walk in and begin to sit down, uh, Lara Bell introduces them to you, oh. and you guys to them, and she tells you their names. So this is the joke. There's two half orcs at a bar. <laughs> in walks a half dead guy. And all the way half dead elf, guy half dwarf, lived before. And, yeah. I'm not dead. 
Johnny Five Alive. <laughs> Alright, continue, TJ. <laughs> no disassemble. So. <laughs> you guys. Colt 45, semi automatic. Hey, <laughs> do. Okay, so you guys sit down, and the uh, humans, one of these is a male and the other is a female, uh, finish bringing out food and then sit down at the table with the rest of you. Lara Bell names the man Quinn and names the woman Miri. On the table, there is a large salad with fresh greens and some other vegetables tossed in. There are some roasted root vegetables. There is a a single large smoked fish, which is there for you to serve yourself pieces of. And there are two different loaves of bread and a crock of butter. One might call it a country crock of butter. See, you heard the joke. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> wasn't really a joke, TJ. But that garnered sure it was. the tumbleweed. Right. I think the joke was the crock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you sit down and are invited to start, you know, serving yourselves and digging in. Boothel certainly does that, and uh, Lara Bell does as well leaving no one who wants to eat with any compunction, like needing to wait for somebody to go, like should you go as a guest or should you go after your hosts or should you do it by priority or like by rank? And obviously Boothel went first, but then Larabel went second. So there's, this is not a formal setting. Everyone should just take what they like. Great. We'll do so. so no one eats. Okay. <laughs> We eat things. I'm waiting for. I'm, I am waiting for others to act, just like in almost all situations. You can be mad at me, TJ, or realize that's no, 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 what my no. character should be doing. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at everybody. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, I'll take um, a sampling of everything. Yeah, so we'll come okay. in. What I'd really I'm like to do is try and con- convince Aerith to just eat straight out of the crack of butter. <laughs> the problem is you have to do it first. You, you, you just have to pretend you're eating your napkin, right. and then Aaron will be like, mm, "Napkin." <laughs> Aaron understands what food is. It's very polite to eat off of others' plates. <laughs> See, there you go. It's very polite to strip naked and run around. What, what you have to do is you have to have a setup where, like, there the order is kafan then Aerith, then one of the half-orcs, and then you say, it's important to eat off the plate of the person to your right, and so you eat off of Aerith's plates, and Aerith turns and starts eating off the other guy's plate. So anyway, <laughs> once... Hilarious! Once everyone has started... Oh, and there's also uh, drinks on the table. They're, they, they're pouring wine or mead, as you choose. I'll go have so. these. <laughs> <laughs> I want both. Pour them all in. Uh, so, once everyone has started eating, Lara Bell says, my good friend... Well, not necessarily my good friend, but... 
the captain of the ship in town uh, has agreed to provide you passage and the longboat necessary to reach shore. Who is this captain? Her name is Jalarama. <laughs> Jalarama? Yes. <laughs> Can you spell that, TJ? <laughs> It's it's spelled just like it sounds. (laughs) What's in a cruel summer? (laughs) Um, That's the name of this ship. (laughs) It is is spelled just how it sounds. Please, please make it. But if you would like to spell it anyway. Is J A L A R A M A. What what race is Jala Rama? Did you did Aerith ask her that question? Yes. Okay. He's trying to join in on table conversation. <laughs> the next will be so. Have you all noticed that your massive erections? <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so anyway. Um, I thought you... Oh, no, that's you. That's not Aerith. It's all withered and small. I'm giving you the finger. You just can't see it. Okay. Larabelle says, I don't know why it matters to you, but she is an elf. But she does have some orc in her as well. (laughs) Ooh! Oh, stop it, Paul. Um... (laughs) So you're saying that the potential for half-elves, half-orcs exists? I'm saying that the orcs themselves, like, the base orc is a hot-blooded warrior tribe. And so if they can mate with it, they probably have. Yeah, but I'm... So... I'm sure they can screw whatever they want, but whether it will yield children that live is the question I'm asking. Right. So, um... We always come across, across half orc, half sheeps. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, "What's what's the term for someone whose job is like to breed animals?" A breeder. <laughs> I felt like there was another term for it, though. Does anyone an, an animal know breeder? Term? <laughs> A pimp? <laughs> oh, too far. <laughs> oh, like, I'm probably thinking of husbandry. Okay. Was there a point okay. to the... Well, because well, she, she was going to say... She was going to say, or you were going to say? She was going to say, I'm not a breeder, I don't know, but obviously... She is what she is, so it must have happened once. No, Steve asked TJ. <laughs> That's why I was curious. That was not in character. <laughs> oh, like, I'm sorry. Steve's like, Wait. oh, we now have half orcs, half... So we can assume that an orc will mate with any of the other races. So there's half orcs, half dragonborn. There are half orcs, half, half gnomes. Yeah. Half orcs, half gnomes. I, I would say that 
any mix race is a possibility. Okay. Elf. Half, that's really cool. Whatever, I really think orc, that's awesome. Half whatever. And I have so, no idea how that would work in terms of bloodline and whatnot, but that's cool. Well, are then are the offspring also fertile, or is it like a donkey or a mule or whichever one's sterile? Um, that's an excellent question. Maybe one day you'll get to figure out. Oh wait, Kafan probably won't. Oh. But Paul wants <laughs> to know. <laughs> Go lift up their skirts. That's the Jurassic Park line. Sorry. Oh, I totally I, knew what it was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is uh, See, the game within the game here, TJ, <laughs> is how much we can resist laughing when you tell a joke. So we're scoring points well, among a... ourselves, <laughs> and we're winning. And we're winning. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't a joke. It was more of just a uh, ref. It was a reference. I was waiting for someone to say, you know, either like Steve said, that's one big pile of shit, or you know, uh, also an accepted life finds a way. Hold on to your butts. Sure, sure. Why not? So anyway, I assumed that Aerith would have asked that because that seems like something Aerith would have been interested in and would have just kept making conversation. No, no. Um, which is why I answered it in that sense. But to Steve's question, yeah, it, anything is possible as, as long as they're on the right scale. So, for example, you probably won't find a half-orc, half-dragon, because that probably wouldn't work. But, like, anything that reproduces, like, in the fashion of a mammal could, you know, if it's humanoid and mammal-like, it could reproduce that way. So, to that sense... Maybe you can't have a half orc, half dragonborn because I don't know if dragonborn are supposed to be reptilian and lay eggs. Are we gonna keep quoting Jurassic Park the rest of this episode? Because I'm really good at that. <laughs> it's it specifically says in, in the dragonborn that they walk hours after hatching, so they must start in eggs. So nope, you can't have half dragonborn things. Shoot her! Shoot her! <laughs> Clever girl. So how about she, incessant screaming? Ah, ah, ah. Okay. She has just informed you that Jalarama is the captain of the ship that you're going to take, and that she is elf, but she does have some orc in her. I think it's really relevant to the world because it would probably mean that, especially Gwen, would be really weird because you would think that especially gypsies would have such blurred bloodlines as to be even remotely half... Anything? Anything. Yeah, it would be huge. You know, I think... I well, mean, part of the reason why I think they've always done it in traditional fantasy is to eliminate the conglomerate thing. Like, what are you... You know, your parents were a half-orc and an elf, and then you married a dwarf... And that person married a halfling. And like, what the hell does the thing after that look like? <laughs> That's where you get humans. What is it? That's why they is... have just like the base things and. Yeah, so even though you never had a human yeah. in your blood, yeah, even though you never had a human in your bloodline, if you mate enough in between all the other races, you eventually just end up with a That's human. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's where the origin story for the humans is. It's just. People screwed until we showed up. <laughs> so in real life, it was the monkeys did it until we were an improvement. 
In fantasy, it was the opposite. Everyone who was cool did it until we ended up with lame humans. <laughs> uh, she has told you that she has convinced her to take you with her and that she's going to give you a long boat that you can take to shore with you, which implies that she's not going to send someone to row and then have the boat return. She's just going to push you in the water and out on the long boat. Okay. Does... Anyone else have other? Di- I mean, people are kind of tucking into their food. No one else is making much in the way of conversation. <laughs> okay, so let's let's have the let's have the built-in awkward moment. I will turn to the half orcs and say, "Hmm, you don't smell as bad as I was told you would." <laughs> Just keep eating as if it matters. They... <laughs> so so let's imagine this for a second. I'm guessing that you only would have said that if you were sitting next to one, right? No, I could say it across the table or... Well, I mean, if you were doing it across the table, would you have said, I can't imagine, oh, uh, you don't smell as bad as I was told you would. But then again, I'm not sitting next to you, so maybe it's worse than well, No, I can't smell you from across the table, therefore you can't smell as bad as I was told. Okay. So, let's see here. Are we, are we rolling initiative? Yeah. Okay, well, guys, it we've, had, we've had no combat in, like, two sessions. We need to infuse combat. <laughs> I'm good at that. Let me just take a look at you over here. You know, you don't have to assume that they have to fight us. They could just be like, oh, you're an idiot. Shut up. And that's it. Or like, oh, thank you for noticing. <laughs> we think so too. Cruscu's rose oil water. They both are pretty angry looking, and the one introduced to you as Scrag stands up, reaches across the table. I will stand up and reach across the table. <laughs> as if to shake his like, hand. I think he, like, maybe he wants to shake my hand or something. <laughs> He, he grabs your plate and flips it towards you so as to cover you in your food, whatever's on your plate. Uh, it would have been a little bit of everything. And depending on... This is, this is the way I'm envisioning, so let's back up for a moment. There's been virtually no conversation. And I was told that you should have conversation when you eat. So I, I asked the question before. It didn't really lead anywhere. So I switched topics, which is what I was, you know in my social interactions has led me to believe. And so he flips his the plate at me, and I go, is this an orc custom I'm unaware of? I'll tell Aerith, you need to apologize to him. What what you said was not uh, socially acceptable. Is, but throwing the food on me is? So then I'll take my plate and I'll flip, or his plate and flip it towards him. Alright. Now we're friends. So, <laughs> now you can roll initiative. I mean, is everyone going to roll initiative or is it just going to be Steve? <laughs> Apparently it's just me. It's okay. okay. Did you really expect anyone to come to the to the aid of the undead? <laughs> I did. Do the Hefworks have... Know. Are they wearing, like, temple garb? Are they from here or are they other guests? Like, No, no. They're... I mean, they're definitely Raven. Okay. Queen uh, followers. Okay, so apparently I'm rolling initiative. That's what TJ said. 
Steve is doing that. I'm rolling in the shit. Oh, I... Dude, this sucks. Okay, I rolled a 19 for that whatever stupid... Religion uh, check. Yeah, some check earlier, and now I rolled a 20 for my initiative. That means that when I try to attack something, I'm going to fail. You roll like a 4. I, I right. got a 6 for initiative. My initiative is 23. Okay. Uh, mine is... 5. This is... What I'm totally envisioning is the scene out of, um... Star Trek Generations, where Data pushes Crusher into the water off the boat. <laughs> he's, like, smiling the whole time, and he turns back to everybody, and they're like, No, bad! And he's like, I don't understand! <laughs> so we're set on, uh, the new characters are what? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, they're not gonna take me out. The Raven Queen won't let it. They're just a peon half-orcs. I'm... I was raised from the freaking dead for some purpose. <laughs> Apparently to piss them off at a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> Your goal will be to tick off some half-orcs. You know what You know what it's going to end up being? These half-orcs are going to become the equivalent of Adolf Hitler. And I'm supposed to stop them. Steve yes. does a 24 hit your oh. class. Wait, so someone had a higher initiative than 23. So I want to be clear. Well, what I'm treating this as is they had a surprise round because you were just being like, oh, here's customs. I'm doing stuff. You weren't expecting to have, like, a violent attack. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I have a what? What was I supposed to be checking? Armor class? Eight is, is 17. Okay. Then this hits. And there's my D8. You know what I'm really doing? I'm actually giving Boothal a chance to utilize his cleric abilities. <laughs> For the first and only time. Anyway, sorry TJ. Did I, I got hurt. How much do I take? You take 14 damage. Wow. Whoa! Oh, from an unarmed attack? Or did he do something specific? Uh, One inch punch. He, he, he punched you, but he used his furious assault. Okay, so, to be clear, they're using powers. These aren't, this isn't the melee basic that we all have. This is him using actual powers on me. Well, this this is this is something that a half-orc has as a racial power. Oh. You just add extra damage. Yeah. Okay, I so, use it because I will the exact, use... Wait, wait, just, just so you know, I use it specifically because it, the text, like, in the italics says... Your monstrous wrath burns inside you, giving strength to your attack. I feared you made him angry, so he was going to use his monstrous wrath. What does it look like? I will use my invoker utility to reduce the damage so, by five. And Does he just punch him? Oh, so, okay, Is it so Scrag or Crust? Let's, let's, uh, it was Scrag, I believe, who I said was the one who stood. So during the surprise round, he you're both standing... He, like, cold cocks you and then smiles. And then... Like, he doesn't keep advancing? Like, he just punches me once and then... Yes. Now... Hold on. So, just to be clear, I reduced the damage by five. Because that's an interrupt or an instant or whatever? It's when I'm damaged. Okay. I just... And Cad Fan gets plus one to any attack rolls until the start of my next turn. Neat. Oh, hold on. 
Oh yeah, that's oh, and then yeah, I'll just I'll, I will intentionally not use my armor of wrath. Wait, what is this thing called? Fury something? Furious assault. Furious assault. It's a racial power. And you're saying you use the armor of wrath? No, I'm saying I'm not. Okay. Well, no, hold on. Yes, I will. That totally fits. It says when they hit... I don't even think it would... In my mind, I wouldn't even think I would be... You know, obviously, I have a choice. But I'm going to choose to use it. So, he hit me. He takes... Three damage. And he gets pushed backwards two squares. <laughs> okay. So, he takes three damage and is shifted back two squares. Pushed back. Pushed back. What did I say? Shifted. I... I'm not... Yeah. He got pushed. Right. There was a force from you... There was a force blast from you that pushed him back two squares. A radiance. Yes. Okay. So, that is the end of the surprise round, and now it is Aerith's turn. So, to be clear... So, then, how does that change what goes on? So, he furiously comes up and clocks me one. He gets bashed with fire that it's, springs up from myself and gets pushed back two squares. Before you said he smiled. What is he doing now? So now the effect was instead of him hitting you and stopping and smiling, he hits you and then is bounced back almost immediately. And by almost, I mean immediately because it's an immediate interrupt. Once he settles himself, he smiles but instead of, like, a big shitting grin, it's like an appreciative smile. Oh, good. That's actually what I was hoping for. And I'll be like, I like your customs. Teach me more. <laughs> and I'll just stand there, hoping that they don't kill me. <laughs> again. Again. Or more. Oh, it looks like it's suicide again for me. <laughs> <laughs> what was Gwen's initiative? I got a five. Oh, I thought... Okay, so then what was Cathan's? Six. Oh, okay. <laughs> My friends terribly helping me by doing nothing. Come on, I've got a bite of so, fish in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to help you, but it's so delicious. Scrag says, let us go out back. <laughs> but, like, you know, you said... They'll mate you know, with almost anything. Customs. That's that's mentally what's going through my mind. So that is what I have to ask. I say, uh, if you plan on mating me, I am ill. I I do not reproduce. Wait, why? How come going out back means mating? <laughs> Isn't that what it means? If you don't understand what that is, and you know that they rape things, or orcs do. Okay. It was literally the first so. thing that came to my mind too, Paul. So not as a joke, but as like. Yeah, I don't think he would know necessarily. And I will also, grab my staff and start walking oh, wait, towards wait, the so, back. Wait a second. So, so you say interesting customs. So he says, you know, come out back and I'll show you some more. Oh, and that's then, not <laughs> show you some more. That makes me not think that. That's not what you said. You said let's just uh, go out back. Sorry. Like maybe that got him amorous. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So then, do Kafan or Gwen do anything in response? Uh, they just asked. Or he just asked Aerith to go out back? Aerith said, you have interesting customs. I believe you said, can you show, like... Show me more. Mm -hmm. Right. And his response was, 
come out back and I will show you. But he said it with a smile on his face. He hasn't advanced on Aerith again. No. Alright, so you're not doing anything? No. Okay. I'll say, uh, perhaps we can finish our dinner first in peace. I'll, st- I'll stop partway and be like, that's probably right. Ha ha ha! <laughs> 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 the Cyclops tore off my clothes! <laughs> Homercles cares not for clothes! Ha ha ha! But no, because you so sheepishly say, like, I guess we should sit down, he, like, laughs because he thinks it's funny. But then he picks up his plate and sits down to eat some more. I will do. I will set. To, I will set my staff, and uh, also eat. I'll very gently ease my axe back to the floor. I'll uh, replace uh, some items on the. Uh, was it Scrag you said? Yes. I'll put some fresh items on his plate, since I assumed it got kind of knocked back when. Eris Force, you know, Wrath of Armor thing kind of pushed him back. Everybody sits back down and dinner dinner continues. Compared to the start of the dinner with the conversation about the new captain. Oh, quick question. Did Have I picked up on any, like, do they have, like, the equivalent of, like, crossing themselves? Oh, like, since this is a whole new, wholly new religion to you, like, yeah. are there things that you're needing to learn? There is no prayer that is spoken before the meal is started mm-hmm. so you haven't missed anything oh no I'm, I'm i was thinking more of the uh like when you see it like on tv sometimes where it's like you know you have like the you know kind of the typical like catholic mother and like something just happened and it's and she like crosses herself and, like like okay like i'm gonna put up with this whatever like kind of oh, thing. i was okay. kind of thinking of it more of like a action like that than like we should have done it for, before dinner but like after the after the little tirade they just had, but uh, no, you don't see anyone do anything in particular after the uh, little spat. Mm-hmm. So the meal, like I said, was exciting in the beginning with all the talk of the captain and with the little spat in the middle, but then it finishes sort of quietly, good naturedly. There's bits and pieces of a small talk, but nothing too terribly interesting. As as you finish the meal, however, the plates are taken away by Quinn and Miri, but they then return. And uh, before you get up, Larabelle stands and uh, says, at the end, we must all face Milady, and therefore, at the end of all meals, we must thank Milady. And so basically gives a quick blessing and thanks for the food that was consumed rather than, you know, the more traditional praying before. And just sort of focusing on the fact that the Raven Queen might not be recognized by all people at every moment of their lives unless they are followers, but with the knowledge that at the end everyone must deal with her. And that's why they recognize her at the end of meals as opposed to the beginning. At, at the end of her little prayer, Lara Bell invites you all to take a cell for yourselves for the evening rather than going to an inn, if you would like, and indicates where Quinn and Miri and Scrag and Krusk are staying and points out that there should be three rooms remaining 
for the rest. She apologizes that there are not four rooms, uh, one for each of you, but says that whoever cannot, whoever loses out and doesn't get to have a room to stay, uh, is certainly welcome to stay within the temple. Uh, or you can certainly share rooms as you like. Aerith says, I don't need a room. Okay. Are you going to stay in the library? Sure. Then okay. we, will, we will come uh, get you in the morning. Understood. Are we leaving in the morning? Is that the plan? Hold on. Could, I, we don't have to role play in terms of like taking up time to do it, but if the orcs were willing to do, even if it was like, I don't know, whatever, like fighting outside for fun... After dinner, I would totally have done that. Yeah, you, you you totally can do just exactly that. They okay. That's exactly what he wanted to do. Like he wanted to just spar teenage boys wrestling, yeah. except that he's gonna hit you too. <laughs> and I imagine that you will do the same. Yeah, well, I mean, and I'm a total like pansy. Like I imagine his strength is far beyond my ten, and uh, my wisdom like isn't gonna help me in, a, in just a straight up fist fight. But you know. I could find out, you know, like, if he's a fighter within the Raven Queen, like, or if he's a paladin, or what exactly he is, and I don't know. Yeah, the intention, I mean, to join in, to to be a part of that. So then when it was done, I would just be, I would ask to be healed by somebody, and then I would go, and then all of that would still have transpired, and I would have just ended up in the library reading. I'm guessing that you would probably just end up using your healing surges. Oh sure, I can just do it myself. I forget that that's what you do in this game. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one takes care of you. You have to do it all yourself. Yep. Most of the time today, this entire session, I've been saying stuff, and then no one says anything for a while. But this time, you guys jumped in. But she was going to finish saying, you know, uh, three rooms. Sorry, there aren't four. And uh, Jalarama will be expecting you before the third bell, which is equivalent to nine a.m. So certainly not like early, but you know you will be leaving in the morning, or at least you'll need to be meeting with her and preparing to board. You have our thanks, lady. Yes, we appreciate your hospitality, both with the dinner and with the rooms, and all you've done to help prepare for our journey. I've already left and gone to the library. <clears throat> <laughs> no, you've already left to go spar. Or well, I the the sequence of events I I was unclear about, but yes, I'm not there hearing that. Yeah. Is there any small service you wish of us before we must leave? We can offer you Gwen, <laughs> if you're so inclined. It'll be one gold. Why do you keep trying to sell me <laughs> off? Just your services. She says... <laughs> We're doing it because it's working. Yeah. Duh. I require no service. I will merely take Boothole from you for the evening. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. <laughs> Sold. I'm going to bed. <laughs> so... Uh, Boothel goes with her to her quarters, and Aerith goes and spars for a while and learns how to give someone a noogie and also learns how to receive a noogie <laughs> and an Indian burn. Uh, he can't quite figure out how to do an Indian burn himself, but he uh, takes them just fine. He finds the term rather racist, but likes performing them anyway. This is the mysterious half-orc <laughs> martial art is... Mm-hmm. Wedgies and noogies we'll and Indian burns and <laughs> wet willies. Wet willies. <laughs> and the dreaded rear admiral. <laughs> <laughs> While you're beating each other up, you're also like smiling and laughing. And although Scrag is doing most of it, Krusk every once in a while like will 
you find out that they're brothers and every once in a while Krusk will put Scrag and, you know, like a half Nelson and point to you like, here's, here's where you should like hit him when he, when he, when he's not looking there, you know, here's, here's, here's what to do when he bends over to tie his shoelaces. <laughs> you get, you don't have a good time and then they both go and they're tired and they have to rest and you have to go recover and you choose to read while you recover in the library. Yeah. And I'll eventually, you know, cause I have to still sleep in terms of the human half, but okay, I eventually will fall asleep in the chair in there. And then let's see, uh, Gwen is already clean, and now she's full, and I'm guessing she's looking forward to sleeping in an actual bed. Correct. So, maybe he hits the hay a little bit early. And Kafan? He's just going to sleep. Yeah, okay. He, he probably just goes back to the cell that he was prayed in yeah. before and sleeps there. At some point, Boothel comes out and takes his room and sleeps. We all had a fulfilling feast. Some of us had some exercise. Some of us did not. We all slept. <laughs> I'm, I'm undead. I don't know what exercise really does for me. <laughs> I believe I exercised my spiritual self by uh, praying. That is the worst euphemism for <laughs> masturbation I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking exactly the same thing. <laughs> so anyway. I don't have genitals. Just... How is the man going to masturbate without <laughs> genitals? With your holy implement. Oh. It's in the shape of a raven's head. Ew! It's kind of pointy, even. The best implements are pointy. <laughs> and and with that, uh, there was something that I wanted to send to everybody, uh, so that you each have your own unique one, so I just need to grab that real fast. But you all had a restful sleep, which is nice, because it's the first time that you've slept, like, under a roof in weeks, and, like, not just been out in the wilderness. Probably it's especially nice for Gwen, who is used to traveling in some modicum of comfort. Maybe also for Kafan. That's, that's why I took a bath. Yes, exactly. Not for, like, not to improve our ratings by having a scantily clad woman. <laughs> but <laughs> that we can't see. That wait, can't wait. See. Maybe we should back up, and you should ex- describe the bath in explicit detail. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then her stubby dwarven fingers <laughs> caressed. <laughs> yeah, we, we should probably just skip that part. No, that'll be a um, that'll be for the Kickstarter program. Uh, for funding, it's a, bonus it's, extra. It's, it's a, a stretch goal. Is that? Oh, don't call it that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's terrible. Matt will need to work on his sexy elven dwarven girl voice, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, you work on that. I'll just borrow <laughs> Paul's uh, headset. Right. I don't think that's an option. I'll have to check. <laughs> And uh, when you wake up, there isn't a formal breakfast like there was like a formal feast for dinner. There's just some dry cereal out. You know, maybe there's a pot over the fire with some oatmeal that's been slowly cooking all morning. This is not a continental breakfast. Hmm. No. Well, I mean, it is in that you're eating on... Where's the waffle? You're eating on the continent. (laughs) But, uh, But that would be the extent of it. You all 
are up at about the same time. Or maybe not so much that you're all up because I know some of you don't sleep, but once Gwen starts moving around, that's when you all start moving around. Boothel meets you at about that time. You all sort of greet each other. The four of us are sitting down. Whether we're talking or not is up to you guys. Boothel's probably grumpily eating his breakfast because he's grumpy. After we're about most of the way finished eating, uh, Lulabelle comes out and instructs each of you that she has something as, as new initiative, initiates to the Raven Queen. Uh, she has something to bestow upon each of you, and she presents you each with a scroll. And I've sent each of you guys an email that has your particular scroll. Mine just has a picture of a middle finger. (laughs) (laughs) Is it expected of us to read them there, or is that bad etiquette? Well, if you take it from her, and I'm guessing maybe Aerith might be the one who would natural... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will... Am I supposed to have something? So that in your email. I'm bringing it up so that, yes, you should all have something in your email. Do you not? I don't have anything. Oh, there it is. Paul, okay. Paul got a rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll look quizzically and put it back in my... or amidst my things. Can I... Are we like she just handed this she to us? She just handed it to you, but if you guys were waiting to determine what you should do, you know, Aerith, I like I said, I was assuming curiosity would rule him, and uh, oh, yeah. you know, Lulabelle wouldn't do anything to discourage it. And so, if you look at them, she doesn't, you know, say don't or stop or anything like that. And she she is standing around, so if you had questions, you could try asking them of her. But if you didn't need to, it's not like she's looking at you expectantly, like, waiting for a question, either. Okay, so I'll, I'll her, read. Well, I'll ask okay. her, is, is this a, a test or part of our initiation? Amongst those who serve the Raven Queen, there are certain branches who have taken her teachings and have perhaps, let's say, warped them. Some of these people openly preach and once they are found by her true followers we stop them others act more secretly after much prayer last night uh i was given some insight into your hearts or minds and was shown in the darkest of times which of these branches you might be inclined to give an ear to Not that any of you would ever walk down a path, but if one was presented before you and you were shoved, you might not immediately turn away from. What I present you with is a question that, if you know the true answer, you know points back to the Raven Queen. But you should think on it, because if you interpret it as one of these more divergent brands branches would have you, then you could fall in, under their sway. We thank you for your insights. And then maybe briefly out of character, if you guys want to just each read them so that way our listeners can know what you were presented with. All right, mine says, 
When should a mortal look upon look to spot the reckoning star? Ooh. Mine says, "Where do dead gods belong?" Akron. <laughs> Berwin. <laughs> you son of a bitch, Steve. <laughs> what is it, is it? Not Ohio? Because I assumed it was Ohio. What does yours say? It says, "Who but a god should handle a soul?" S O U L. Not not shoes. <laughs> not, 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 shoes. not a fish. Eric, <laughs> the fishmonger. Eric believes that not only should <laughs> men not handle the you know the spiritual souls of people, humans shouldn't or the mortals shouldn't even handle actual shoe souls. That would have been more hilarious had I gotten it out in one try. And that's why he doesn't wear shoes. I'd say that that was the point of what I was saying. He's already, oh he's already been applying this. It, it's just a, he has difficulty with homophones. <laughs> Always had a problem with homos. Phones. Boo. We don't support that statement here. Homophones. Yeah. It's a mispronunciation of a word. I don't think that's what a homophone is. <laughs> Moving on. So, this has been Steve struggles with English. <laughs> so, Boothel does not receive one, but as she pointed out, you know, as new initiate, damn it, new initiates. That's why you are given them. You can presume that Boothel has already received something similar in the past. Watch out for caves. <laughs> Look out for cave bears. Yeah. When she realizes that you guys don't have anything else to say about the matter, uh, she continues and says, Jalarama's ship is due to leave at high noon. Uh, that gives you some amount of time to visit a little bit more of the city if you like, or you may stay here and meditate, but her ship will be leaving at noon. It would do you well to board it well before then. What what time is it now? We'll say it's like if I look at my digital watch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say it's like seven thirty. Hmm. She sails at six bells. Ding ding ding. They don't have fancy bells here. I will. I'll turn to the party, I guess, and say, I would like to explore more of this city. If you any either any of you would like to accompany me. I'll go with. Me too. It's been a while since I've been here. Maybe you could show us? I have never been here. I'll have to see what's the same as what I remember from as a child. But... Gwen just starts walking into people's homes. This is the library. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Young lady, this get out of here. Store. Oh, librarian, I remember you. <laughs> You're just as wily as you were then. <laughs> I have no idea who you are. Do I have a sense of the old Oran? Like, essentially what Kefan wants to do is sort of walk around and try and piece together what he remembers and the historical... If Kefan wants to... If that's possible. I would say if Kefan wants to do that, there was may, he maybe had a little bit more of a glimmer back when he was walking through the ruins... Right, so right. You'd have to, and we walked right, in. But... So a lot of what's inside, if you're looking at the map, there's that big dark green area. I mean, that's all farming area. There's that orchard, orchard, 
orchard. That did not. Orchard. Yeah, it did not sound. Orchard. It did not sound right when I said it. Um, mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is TJ struggling with English. Right near the water. So those are all areas where maybe there were buildings, and they were leveled for that stuff. Or maybe this was all like an enormous park along the water, and there have been buildings that have been mm. erected. So most of the stuff here is fairly new. Okay. As, as we walk by, I'll introduce it as the Orchid Orchard. <laughs> <laughs> but now they planted trees. <laughs> okay. Well, so we explore. Uh, I guess I'm going to try and see if I can... My goal is to see if I can get access to the top of the wall. You can. near okay. each. I'm just going to tell you that like as you're leaving the Raven Queen's temple, uh, the... The two nearest towers, both of those towers have exposed stairwells. So this is a wall that was clearly meant like to be designed not only as a defense against the outside, but for all the citizens to be able to actively defend it if there was a need. So there are guards up on the wall, but you've seen, at least in your time out and about, one person, like one civilian type person, climb up the stairs. Okay. So, well, so if you want to get up to the wall, I'm, I'm going to head directly can. to the tower that's like southeast of us, and I'd like to walk up to the as high as I can go. Okay. Is everyone going to kind of stick together? Sure. If you're, are you going to explain like what you want to do or? No. Just, just just you, you, you could there? ask me. Yeah. Okay. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you like to see? I'd just like to get a high overview of this city. Maybe would I have known of a place for, like, kids would go to, like, sneak up there and hide when we'd play games? Like, I know, like, or, like a good spot to look. Like I said, because the wall is meant a defense that could be manned by all civilians, children are sort of directed away from it. But you know they sneak in there. Well, I'm not saying that... They couldn't. I'm just saying that they could use any of the stairwells that the adults would use, but like as soon as the children would get up, they would probably shoot down by whoever was on active duty at that time. <laughs> They're just pushed up. Down you go. <laughs> it's called shoots and ladders. You go yep. up and you come down. This area is known as the Kid Crypt. We don't know why. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm just trying to get to a high point. Okay. So, and I, I'll say that. Okay, and I was trying to help, but and I, I'm following. And Boothel is, you know, mobily trailing behind everybody. I will stand by. I will uh, hang back because I don't really care to see the city, and hang next to Boothel to raise his spirits. <laughs> Boothel tries walking <laughs> even slower. I will walk. Even slower. I don't think you can outslow a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, you want to go to the one to the southeast. So, yeah, hey, I'm just trying to go. Whatever was, one looks tallest. I'm just going to put a marker over there. Move us over there. Okay. Kufan walks towards the tower and heads up the stairs. And uh, as we reach the top. There is a guard on duty at the tower, and he looks at you 
And when he sees that there's more than just Kafan walking up, he stands up and says, "What's what's all this now then?" It, is it a, a, a half orc like it like it was before? Yes, it is a half orc. Okay. Do I have to walk by him? Well, like is he barring my way? He's not barring your way. Like there are doors. Like you came up sort of on the backside of the tower. It's got like a little shanty. And you can have the backside, and there are ways to get go to the wall to the left or to the right. You could choose, but I mean, if he wanted to, he could step in front of you. I mean, he did stand up and like say, "Hey, what's going on here?" Hmm. I'm just oh, oh, okay. Gwen's gonna. Gwen's yeah. good. Uh, I'll say <laughs> my my uh, companion here is a wandering poet, and he's considering uh, writing an ode of your great uh, city's defenses, and wishes to see from. Your uh, your standpoint, uh, what do you do to defend the city so that you can truly capture its essence? Doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. You can probably see the defenses best if you walked all the way to the far south tower. Thank you. I just look at Gwen quizzically and hopefully don't ruin her whole bluff. <laughs> Thank God Aerith wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a bard. What are you talking about? Wait, you're a poet? Can you wrote po- poet something for us? <laughs> poet is a verb? It is now. For Aerith, it is now. poet something for me? That, that changed in fourth edition as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Any of the wording was different. So, so wait, wait, where did he tell us to go? Well, he said that if you want to see the defenses best, you should go to the far south one. The idea, of course, being that he's thinking you want to look at them from the, you want to see everything at the wall, and so because of how it's concave, you could best see it from the south looking back in. But if you want to look out, it might apply the same way. Okay, so let's head past him and walk there. We can spit on the people over the gate. As you walk, there is a female human who is sort of doing, like, a march between the two. She doesn't stop you, but she does, you know, look at you with a look on her face that says, oh, well, (laughs) like, I'm not going to deal with this. If There's no, like, clamor from the guardhouse. But maybe she picks up her pace a little bit just to make sure that everything's okay in the guardhouse. Okay. If, If you want to see out all of you, the best view is probably from the wall. I, I would suppose that even for just a fan, the best view would be from the wall because that way, you know, you wouldn't have just like a n- narrow portcullis that would block your view in a certain direction. Okay. Then I'm just going to peer out and try and, like, I'm actively sort of searching my memories to, to see if I can match up what I see with what I remember at all. Okay. There are a few things that pique your memory. This is not a place that you had visited often in your past lives, but the largest building, maybe a mile and a half or two into the city, sort of domed, does stand out. You recall that that was the Capitol building, for lack of a better word, sort of where government bodies met and where courts were conducted, that type of thing. It also helps that for being a large dome and for all the years and what's happened, it is more or less still intact. So that gives you sort of an idea of placing how far things are 
Mm -hmm. There's architecture that you remember, but there's just, just so much decay and not just decay, but stuff that's outrightly damaged. I guess, uh, give me a streetwise check. Oh dear God. Sure it's not history? (laughs) Sure it's not history. I rolled a natural one. Okay. You're just you're no, just make so, up some make up some horrible lie that he totally buys into. You were <laughs> you were just so taken with all the beauty. You uh you turn and you tell the group, see that over there? Oh you see popcorn over there. And, and they say, What's popcorn? Oh sad. <laughs> a world without popcorn. A single, t- a single tear rolls down my cheek. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I said, you, you recognize that one building. I told you not to look around. <laughs> <laughs> you recognize that one building. Well, most of the architecture that you're seeing, like what's grabbing your eye isn't the buildings that are still standing, though. What's grabbing your eyes is the destruction. And that's all you get from it. Destruction. But because Kafan is so struck with the destruction, this being the first time you've been in a city since you have been reincarnated. Yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to go look around. And uh, really getting a good idea of, you know, what has happened since you were last here. You actually end up staring out of the city for about an hour. Oh, good God. Well, you shouldn't have rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) They just, like, stand next to me and... (sighs) Well, they tried grabbing your attention. Yeah, like, <laughs> hello, are you alright? They tried grabbing your attention, you wouldn't move, so they just started decorating you with, like, string and, you know, <laughs> bits of leaf. Okay, so we figured out what I'm doing for the next hour. Right, so, so now it's like, you know, 9 o'clock, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Well, seriously, did they just sit next to me while I stared out? They could My probably st- do something else. Well, they were kind of like, Kafan, Kafan, and like, when you didn't move, they're like, Eh, let's make the best of it. Uh, I'll write in my journal while we're waiting. Wuthal's going to just sharpen his weapons. Entropy isn't what it used to be. Zero's going to make camp. <laughs> once, once you sort of come to and you're like, I'm, I'm done looking at this. Wuthal will say, Oh, is it, is it finally time to go? He's directing at a fan. Like when he saw that you, you know, sort of shook your head and like we're no longer just completely engrossed in what was going on. He asked it, you know... Am I aware of the passage of time? <laughs> you you weren't when it was going on, but, you know, once you sort of stopped, like, staring out, you kind of realize, you're like, oh, hey, the sun moved. Oh, look, spaced out. Yeah, I just stare at my desk. It looks like I'm doing stuff. I think I've been abducted. <laughs> yeah, we, we can go now. Yes, I am finished here. Good, then. Did everyone uh, pack up their stuff already, or did we leave it at the temple? Oh, no, I, I thought we were packing to leave. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I, I don't have much, and I have it all yeah, on me. Neither do I. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Otherwise, we have to plan that as part of our trip. But um, Boothel, once he realizes that Caban is done, just walks into the tower <laughs> that we're right next to and heads down the stairs from there. Okay. Is he, is anything like, else he's heading somewhere? 
I, I'm that's that's enough for me. I I defer to you. Okay. Well, we already uh, we already did some trading and got some supplies, didn't we? Uh, we did do some, yes. Not that these two especially care, but they should go grab Boothel and go hit a uh, tavern for something that's not going to be ship's rations. How long? Because you, you want to see it come back up again. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know how long we're expected to be out at sea? Uh, I don't think that anybody asked. Okay. Maybe, Maybe we should, should go find Bolarama. Her potion of Dramamine? <laughs> Bolarama? <laughs> That's not even that funny. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm okay going to the ship to go meet uh, Jalarama. Perhaps if they need help moving things, we can do that and mm-hmm. garner goodwill. People okay. seem to like it when you help them move things. <laughs> <laughs> to the ship. Okay. According to the map, it appears to be listing. Do <laughs> 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 we decide on a name for it? The name of the ship? Yeah. I thought I thought he said it had a name. The the captain has a name. No, the ship. I don't know that the ship name was given to you. Okay. Let's just go look at the back of it. Yeah. Or the side, wherever the name is mm-hmm. written. You guys are totally done in the city. We're heading to the water, correct? I believe so. Unless anyone can think of something else we need here. There's probably something really, really important, but... Sure. Isn't there always... Like, how about a map? How about a map for the place we're going? Boothel will tell you all where you're going. Yeah, because yeah, the guy who really wants to get home, that's, that's the person I want to That's why we want the map. <laughs> sure. You, we can... You guys can... I mean, you you suddenly say, oh, hey, we need a map. And Boothel's like, oh, sure. Yeah, let's get a map. But um, Then we can play along while we're sailing across the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it can make a, a hat or a pterodactyl or... <laughs> I'm the captain. You have to say it like that guy from Airplane. <laughs> so, Building 9 was the general store. Okay. You can inquire as to a map where it might come from with him. All right, we will peruse their map section. There's not a map section. <laughs> I knew TJ was going to say that. Yeah. But I have my AAA member card. Yeah. <laughs> Just because the, it doesn't have a map section doesn't mean there's not a map. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you walk in and you ask if he has any maps. Yes. Okay. Do they have any triptychs? <laughs> Would you call me? <laughs> Thank you, Steve. When you you ask for maps, and he says, "I have a few. I keep them behind the counter with my other valuables, like my books and such." What are you looking for a map of? Well, what's the region that we're going to? The uh, the mountain range that you need to get to is... Uh, the name's not on the map, big map anyway, It's but it's called the Dusty Mountains. Yes, we're looking for anything that you might have that would be the Dusty Mountains and its surroundings. Well, let me take a look and see. And so he goes down and he starts pulling things out, like you know, tubes and such or scrolls or what have you and uh, he's like, nope, this is no good this is further 
west and this is for the south and here's two for the wild near us and he's like well i have i have one for the road from us to oh crap where's my list of city names are <laughs> over the dusty mountains go oh ashken so it does not give specific information about the entire range but it does cover a section of it Boothel says to you the entrance to our homeland is a day's journey north of the road and the owner says eh, you you might have some luck with this one if nothing else it'll it'll get you to the road once you leave there all right uh how much are you asking for it Oh my, this is, this is quite a map. It's, uh, you see it's on paper. And, uh, well, you know, it, it, it rolls up lovely and it's been coated in wax. Oh, I probably couldn't let this go for less than two gold. Uh, Aerith walks up. That's strikingly unreasonable. <laughs> he, 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 he smiles. I see that you're a man who knows a bargain. Well, how about, how about for, uh, a gold and two silver. Wait, is um, he talking to me? Like, did he engage the crazy person? <laughs> he doesn't know that you're crazy. Ah, fair enough. I just, I mean, I just look like I'm dead. He's not wearing shoes and is wearing Hulk pants. <laughs> <laughs> They're not purple. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that was canon. We established you're wearing Hulk pants like one of the first <laughs> episodes. <laughs> but I, I, they are not purple. Oh, okay. You can't make me wear purple one. Look at those kingly uh, pants. I'm looking for, yeah. <laughs> could I use perception, like when he like was going through them trying to find them? Could I have like seen it and tried to memorize it, so we wouldn't even have to like buy it? <laughs> can I take a picture of it with my smartphone? Yeah. You can, but I won't tell. So here's the thing. You can roll, and but we won't know if. And I will tell yeah. you. Yes, you remember it, but then later I will remember how well you rolled, and I will apply that plus the days that you, you will remember to determine exactly how well you did remember it. I mean, I will say to you guys, Gwen knows that a reasonable price for a map like this is probably like six or seven silver. Mm-hmm. And he's am I there, oh, or is it, this during the time I came? Right? I think everybody's yeah, everyone's here. I mean, okay. you could be standing outside, but. Well, I... I will just take a gold and put it down on the thing. Be like, yeah, hey. I was, uh, I'm I'm here to I'm here to barter, but yeah, well, this is what the leader's and, doing. Okay, I here, understand about... that. And Kefan takes out a gold, and Gwen can stop me if she yeah, wants. I'll, yeah, but... I'll stop him. I'm like, how how about this? How about uh, <laughs> how about five silver, and I'll give you a tip on where to find some uh, good horses for a reasonable price. Oh, I I don't have much need for horses, but. Uh... They're delicious. <laughs> you're, you're stealing my bargaining here. As I said, you could ride them, you could uh, eat them in a stew. The best part is that was the implication that they meant when that they gave you when you sold them was that you know I know where you can sell them for meat. <laughs> so right. Paul's just playing off of that. Um, so he was saying, you know, I don't know much use for horses, and and five's five's a little low. Could could you do nine maybe? Nine silver would be 
agreeable. It, it's a fine well, how, map. Well, how about seven? Uh, how about eight? And I'll throw in a case. We're doing eight. It's it's fine with a case. Because so I can put other things in a case. <laughs> Bananas, nuts, <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of scrolls, scrolls that are actually worth something. All kinds of euphemisms. <laughs> he says, "Ah, still got it." And so he reaches behind, you know, he pulls out a, a, a scroll case. And uh, it's, it's you know, it's not particularly nice. You guys are just in a temple where there's, like, very elaborate scroll cases and mm-hmm. they're very, like, fine handcrafted. This one, you know, it's obviously not made with a machine because machines aren't a thing yet, but it's not, you know, <laughs> done by an artisan. Thanks, we needed that addendum. <laughs> I was completely lost with that. I know. Remember... <laughs> not made by machine. Well, see, this there is, are no printers. Yes. So this, that's the beauty of it, though. This is where we hide the important ones, and we put the crappy things in the really ornate scroll case. <laughs> Wham, bam. You think they're going to zig, but then they zag. Ha. Ha. So then, then I'll then I'll uh, put Kafan's uh, hand down with the with the gold piece and have him make change. He uh, he picks up the coin, gives it a bite, takes a look, puts it. Uh, in his money pouch, then thinks better of it, reaches back in and uh, drops it into a metallic lockbox and then goes into his pouch and pulls out a silver. He goes, here is your change. Uh, I think that should be two. Oh, my, I'm sorry. My mind, it goes to me sometimes. Here's your change. He pulled out another silver. <laughs> this whole time, Aerith's perusing the porn mags. <laughs> <laughs> Completely like, you know, Children are walking by, and he's like, hey, look at this. Isn't that interesting? No, he's not. That is not canon. (laughs) All right, because the printers don't exist. (laughs) Obviously. TJ already addressed that. I'm sorry. But see, it could be a a woodblock uh, printing. If they had a print. Could be a carving? Yeah. (laughs) It's off the... We're, we're sticking to the, uh, scroll case the, and the map. There are ten silvers to a gold and... Yes, yes. Okay. And so you got your two silver back, and so you paid eight silver for the map and a scroll case. Okay. And now that you're holding it and looking at it a little bit more closely, uh, this is actually a really good map. It, it is very detailed in, um, what most people would call the new road, which, here, hold on a second. So, so it's not one that his kid made with a crayon? No, it's it's definitely a <laughs> okay. legitimate map, so... Can I see it? Hey! Oh. It's the same map I saw before. It is the same map you saw before. I mean, Can I touch it? I, Indochina. I didn't draw individual ones. <laughs> but if you look at number four and number five, there's that red arching line, which is the new road, and orange, which is the old road, which leads to the mountains over to five. And basically, it starts, you know, sort of in the middle of the Keep of Iran, which is number four. But it does sort of show a bit of the coastline to the north here. It shows then the road. It shows some detail to the wild. You know, mostly like what type of monsters lurk in this region and so on and so forth. Goes to the intersection arrow that points down and uh, indicates 
what were the two elven cities? Omai and Kabenda, if you were to continue going south on the new road. And then it also shows that the old road goes straight through the mountains. Because it's sort of drawn on an angle. Let's see. If I bring out the ruler, you can kind of see, like, through here. Can you see that line? Mm -hmm. Four squares from either direction of that line. So, like, the mountains don't get completely drawn out all the way back up to the sea. But on closer inspection... Boothel <laughs> Boothel point Boothel looks more closely and says, Oh, well mayhaps this does have and he looks and you know, there's a small little X and we'll say it's about here. Okay. Is where the entrance to his the fire plan is. So if you guys like, I can draw a high res map for the next time, or I can send it out between now and the next time. I just don't have one put together at the moment. That's why I didn't want to sell the map. Well, he only has the one. So, that's it. You guys got your map, and I'm guessing you're all set now? I think so. I have my trail rations and tea and spices and taffy, so I'm good. Delightful. When you walk back to the main road and you start heading towards the dock, you see that at the moment there is only one ship and it is moored at the far edge of the pier. And as you get closer, you'll see that there are uh, some <laughs> sailors that are still on the dock helping to load things, and there are some on the deck taking things and sorting them, you know, sending stuff below or keeping them up on the main deck. What time is it? Although it won't make sense, we'll say it's now about... 11. It really right. took him a long time to find those maps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That haggling process was like... <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll we'll say it's... Uh, what I say was what was like? It's like 9.30. Uh, perhaps if we speak with Captain Jalarama, we could convince her to depart ahead of schedule if everything is loaded and we are here. Sure, let's see if we can find them and offer our assistance. Let's go... And check out the map. I see a boat. It's a boat. It's kind of like in pieces. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I feel that this thing is seaworthy. <laughs> are all those men... Are they, are they wearing pants? I have to zoom in. These look like... <laughs> the Steve, hot remember, cops. It from... could have been Sailor Moon, so... Yeah, at least they'd be chicks. <laughs> so, Matt, I... Uh... These guys look like strippers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, I was looking for... He just had, the, he just had those laying around, so... For artwork, and so I'm like, who works on a boat? Sailors. So I typed in sailor, like, on the program to, like, you know, get some <laughs> characters to just drop in real mm -hmm. fast. And uh, the first thing, like, the first four hits were all Sailor Moon. <laughs> I saw this one which was hilarious I'm like these guys aren't clearly going in <laughs> instead you chose the village people village person Paul person Wait, yeah they're, they're in the navy they can mm -hmm. sail the seven seas so there's only one I'm guessing you guys understand what I did are we going to meet a construction worker later my biggest concern is that there doesn't seem to be a poop deck <laughs> I was unclear as to what part of the boat is the deck and which part is the poop deck <laughs> 
Which is why I don't have a poop deck listed. Uh. Well, if you think about it, like, the mass is in the middle, and that's right before deck. So maybe it's just a misspelling. <laughs> maybe poop they is hidden behind the mass. Yeah, I think it's just supposed to say dick. <laughs> dick deck? No! <laughs> Poop dick? Man, I understand. I, I, I followed your logic. Okay, thank you. It's the poop dick, because it's brown. Yeah. That's what you're doing, right? That's funny. Homogeneous? <laughs> right, okay. So. So, yes, I, I as I understand it, you, those stairs connect to the stairs on the lower part? Right, they're the same stairs. Right. So we don't know what's below deck, we just know what's up here. Right now you don't know what's below deck or underneath the stern or the bow. Does it have a mermaid or something? Does it have a, a cool... I don't know what the heck that thing's called. The thing on the front of the ship? Uh, prow. Spirit. Something on the prow. Matt, what did you say it was? I think it's a bowsprit. Okay, we'll go with that. Might have to look that up. <laughs> we will say... That uh, I think you are correct. It does. It does not have anything on it currently. It is a. Uh, it is a wooden ship that is dark. It looks like it is well cared for, but it does not look new. When you guys arrive, they are loading stuff on on the side, like where it says starboard stairs, like over at that end of end of the deck. So, do you guys want to be... Can you put them there? I was just going to ask, would you like to be on the boat? Well, don't you have to I ask will... permission? Yeah, I was going to call up to Captain... Oh, Captain Jalarama. Permission to board. <laughs> what, okay, where did Jalarama come from? Because that looks like something out of like a Final Fantasy or something. That is nothing out of anything. Oh, okay. TJ's ass. Kind of. He's having Jolly Ranchers while watching Futurama. Ah. So Gwen has just called up to Jolly Rama and has said, Oh, Captain Jolly Rama. Mm-hmm. She spots you and comes down the stairs and remains on deck, but comes closer to speak with you. Oh, wait. That's, that's the captain? Yep. Yeah. What's the other one? Day Puff Marshmallow? Well, you, yeah, sailor? like it's a little boy holding a boat? You haven't asked yet. Oh, that's what I was asking. I thought that was the captain. That's why I'm like, <laughs> what is this thing? And I hadn't zoomed in far enough to see that it's a little boy holding a boat. Okay, <laughs> so the it? captain is the is the sea elf? She's a half-orc, half-elf. Half-orc, half-elf. Sweet. We had this discussion last time about how mm-hmm. it would even work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Or except penises like ducks. (laughs) I don't think that was part of this discussion. I don't remember that part of the discussion either, but sure. Anyway, good morning, uh, Captain Jalarama. Uh, We're here early and we're ready to board and uh, assist uh, with loading if uh, they'll help us uh, leave any earlier. Oh, yes. You were the four that Lulabelle spoke of earlier. Right, earlier, I mean yesterday. Um, Yes. Very well. And you'll be wanting passage to the Dusty Mountains, correct? That is correct. 
That works out very well indeed. Yes, why don't you bring your stuff on board, and I will have my first mate show you to your lodgings. Smee! Oh, jeez. Seriously? You went there? Bob Hoskins? <laughs> A.K.A. Mario Mario? <laughs> and uh, once the person arrives, Captain Jalarama says, This is my first mate, Lakshmi. And uh, she says, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I guess I haven't properly introduced myself. I'm Captain Jalarama. This is my ship. I was told of you, but I, I don't know any of your names. Didn't we have dinner with her last night? No, the captain no, no. wasn't there. Uh, okay, were... I couldn't remember if she was there or not. Okay, no. uh, you were just told that um, it's just the other people. The bell the other found you passage. The captain is looking at all of you, and and when no one responds, Boothel steps forward and says, "My name is Boothel." <laughs> <laughs> and these other don't, assholes. Don't mind... Don't mind him. He's a little short. And then points to Aerith and says, That's Aerith. Aerith steps forward. Give me the keys, you fucking. (laughs) And then he points to the end. I don't know why that one's being so quiet, but that's Gwen. Well, I I thought we were discussing something else there, and then TJ just like. Oh, now we're back in games. So. Sorry, <laughs> okay. sorry. We we can we can retreat. You know, I he he won't. You know, if Gwen was going to continue speaking, which no, that's doing just that's fine. okay. You, you, that's okay. You can jump in there, but so. Okay. Yes, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, I'm Gwyneris. I am Kefan. I'm Aerith. And I am Boothal. Yes, we uh, we travel fairly light, so it shouldn't be too much to get ourselves situated, and then we will assist your crew in anything we can. We don't wish to just be only passengers getting in the way on your vessel. Well, we shall see exactly how much help you can be, but for now, let's uh, let's get you get your things stowed away before we worry too much about anything else. And you are all invited in or up onto deck, and uh, in case any of us were vampires. Yes, exactly. Jalarama goes back up to her position by the wheel. and uh, Aerith calmly takes the lifeboats and throws them over and says, we won't be needing these. <laughs> that was our ride to shore, you idiot. Still not I'll, canon. I'll just, I'll just float in the water and eventually I'll end up somewhere. <laughs> All right. You're right, definitely not canon. Now, obviously this one is not armed. There are no cannons. Ugh. So Lakshmi um, takes you basically right across, or right up the gangplank, which takes you to here, and uh, then starts leading you towards these stairs. Pass Gopher or Doc? <laughs> and leads. Do strippers even have names? It <laughs> <laughs> leads you to this Steve, door. It's terrible. They're people. They have feelings too. <laughs> Okay, continue, TJ. <laughs> and uh, you should be able to see uh, the front corner room of the boat. And uh, mm. there yep. are... There's, Sometimes still on shore for some reason. I don't know. Why don't you move yourself? So there, I thought we were being moved. Nope. 
Don't be lazy. There are huh. wall bunks there, and there are... I can't see it, so maybe I'm just behind in terms of the D20. No, 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 I'm, tell- like I'm telling you, I'm describing to you. I'm using you know, oh, oh. my words to paint a picture. Go ahead. There are bunks. Yeah, so there, there are... <laughs> There are wall bunks on that wall, and there are also wall bunks along the wall of the ship. There are also, in this room, two lockers. One is, as soon as you come in the door, to the right, and one is all the way up at the top of the bow on the left, and basically they are just empty closets, you know, no shelves or anything but with latches that fall down. Not for locking purposes, but just during movement at sea, nothing can fall down and knock a cabinet over or uh, knock it open. If anyone wanted to put their put some of their extra equipment or supplies away, they have a place to do so. These uh, bunks have mattresses? Define, or are they like define mattress? <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to get. Is it is it something I need to be testing them to see which is the softest, or is it just like a hammock, or is it just like a board? They because they are bunks, they are actual beds, in that there is like a flat board with we'll say a straw mattress on top of it. Okay, so I'll leave the uh, wolf pelt down for um, extra padding and claim one of them. You growl as someone approaches. This is mine. <laughs> Great. Is I have nothing to deposit here. Alright. You're holding I'll, it all for I'll, the food I'll, deck. I'll, I'll set all my stuff into a locker. Because, I mean, if I'm going to be loading stuff right now, I don't, I'm not going to be carrying around a quarter staff. So, mm-hmm. I'll just put my backpack full of my few <laughs> earthly belongings and mm-hmm. my quarter staff. I'll just, I'll like, you know, rest it somewhere in there if it doesn't necessarily fit in the locker and come out. I'll start helping. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that maybe when you come out, Lakshmi will say to you, oh, are, is everything okay in there? To who? To you. Who's it directed you, to? You were the first one out. Eric. Oh. Everything is adequate. I just wanted to help. Oh, well, uh, sure, sure, I guess. Um, well, I, I won't ask you to move things about the deck, but if you wanted to maybe give a hand to the men that are carrying things up the gangplank, you could certainly do that. Okay. And I will start helping. Very good. There looks like, with the amount of people that are there, you know, there's probably an hour or so worth of work to be done. But, you know, if you pitch in... That will be less time or less trips. I'll go and help as well. Lakshmi's like, oh, oh, okay, go, go ahead, I guess. And uh, why can we can we tell why she's so surprised? Because we're probably because we're paying customers, right? Oh. Aren't we? I'm guessing that so, most of the time someone's paying, right? Exactly. Yeah. Most of the time, passengers probably are just passengers. You know, they don't. Yeah offer their assistance too often. We're building rapport with the crew. Plus, it's... What else are we going to do? Yeah. That, that's expressly why he was doing it, was to build rapport. So. Yeah, don't you remember? He said, people like it when you help. 
carry things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, not other things. They only like when you help carry things. Boothel, however, doesn't care. He's going to uh, come out, but he's going to walk onto the deck and he's or onto the dock, and he's just going to hang out there. Not necessarily helping, just hanging out. Someone keep an eye on him. Make sure he doesn't run off. Do you actually say that? No, I'm just saying that. Oh, okay. I'm just ma- hey. Yeah, I'm I know. Making I know. Sure. <laughs> Is Kafan's just staying in the room? No, he's going to be on the deck, but he's not going to help. <laughs> he can't lift things. What are you crazy? Break a nail. No, he, he physically can't lift things because he's weak. Yep, his his strength is literally a two. Can I use my religion to lift things with faith? <laughs> you can lift our spirits. You can That's keep telling. Right. You can bluff people and tell them that it's not really as heavy as they think. No, I can't do that either. You could no. massage. You could massage the the sailor's shoulders. Be like, oh, you had a rough day. <laughs> we were cutting some of those knots. <laughs> Ooh, that, that one on your thigh, the inner thigh looks pretty bad. <laughs> Let me do that one, too. Go work, TJ. All right. Is, uh, is Gwen going to, like, tell me to help? No. I don't think it's a... I'm also doing it because, it's again, I know we're going to be cooped up on the ship for a while. It's more like a get some exercise and stretch and do something. But... It's not like a mission-critical objective? No. I guess, you know, if, if if I think that I could actually help speed things up... Did, like, I didn't get the impression that we would leave early anyway, though. Well, we may not. We, but... but then we won't be leaving late. Whatever. Fine, I'll help a little. The light boxes. The other part for it for me is probably more like... It, it reminds me of uh, packing up the caravan before we'd leave, you know, from city to city. So it's just kind of like part of my nature is like... Oh, now we have to go, like, store everything and get it all packed up and ready to go. And Steve is an undead monster, and everyone made him do stuff. Except get shoes. Except get shoes. All right. Well, with you two pitching in, and Boothel not standing in the middle of the gangplank, just not helping, and Kafan helping to some degree, even though he mostly spends his time in his room. I would say... I wouldn't spend my time in my room. That's where your character is. <laughs> he put his feet For up. Fuck's sake. And he put his feet up and and sunglasses on and and give orders to people as they're carrying things. More ice for my martini. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this cruise was all inclusive. It's like I'm in the Sahara over here. This drink's so dry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What Aerith initially estimated would take the two sailors that were sort of moving up and down the gangplank about an hour to do, you guys managed to whittle down to about 25 minutes worth of work. You know because you look at your Timex watches. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Blackshmi said, you know, you're allowed, they will certainly let you help carry things like up the gangplank, like they'll let you do that. But, you know, when you say, well, where does this go? They just say, eh, just set it down. And there's one guy who just stays on deck and does nothing but runs stuff to various parts, whether it's um, some things get dropped down here or maybe he runs stuff down these stairs. There's also some things that he puts in this room. And the other guys, you know, sometimes will load up a couple things onto deck and then they'll run 
a couple things to various parts of the ship as well. But they just keep telling you guys, eh, just leave it on the deck. We'll take care of it. As I said, they finish things early, and the sun isn't quite, you know, to a point where it's straight overhead yet. But everyone now is, the boxes are loaded and put away where they belong. And uh, one of the sailors calls up to Lakshmi and says, uh, we're, we're all loaded. Lakshmi surveys the deck, you know, walks over to the edge of the stern and looks down and ensures that everything is where it was supposed to be and then walks down the stairs and checks below decks and goes to the stairs and runs down below deck and takes a look that way and then comes back up and checks in the uh, other front room and sees that everything is okay over there and then runs back up the stairs and reports to Jalarama that everything is ready, Captain. Since Kafan just happens to be standing, waiting, plotting to take over the wheel, Jalarama Jalarama, uh, turns and says, oh, well, we we were planning to leave at noon, but seeing as how you're here and we're loaded... Would would you care to leave early? Uh, yes, I believe we would. Well then, wonderful. And she calls out, All men cast Aerith, off. Aerith is still on shore. Oh no. Don't forget <laughs> Boothal. Oh. <laughs> Don't split the party. So when they call for everyone to start casting off, Boothal does walk back on the ship and immediately goes to lay down in his room. Is Aerith coming on board as well? Oh, sorry, I didn't really... <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> We're going to stop for the lone straggler in the back. Yes, you. Please keep coming forward. One more guy comes up from below decks and uh, runs, and the sailors, two of them, one each goes to the stern and the bow, but we, I mean, they're identical quintuplets, so. Strangely enough, they all look exactly the same. <laughs> but it's just because you're oh, racist. Same name tag. <laughs> oh, you racist. You think all strippers look exactly the same. <laughs> and, uh, two stay on deck on the, uh, ship side. Uh, I'm sorry, on the starboard side. And one runs down to the, Dak to help release the marine lines. And uh, then he runs back up the gangplank. And then everyone on the starboard side grabs a uh, stick and pushes the ship away from the pier. And then uh, they all run to start operating the sails. Remind me once again what the name of the ship is. The ship actually doesn't have a name painted on it. Five filthy seamen. I was hoping for Karma Chameleon. Because <laughs> it comes. Shalarama on the Karma Chameleon. Oh. <laughs> Far too many A's. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, TJ can think of a name for next time. This is we're, as we cast off, cast off. We're gonna have to split the episode here. Oh. Sad. It is sad. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, TJ.
Sure, why not? The, the best okay. <laughs> then I will add, uh, as always, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at LTM Gaming. Uh, you can look us up online at uh, ltmgaming.com or reach us at podcast at ltmgaming.com at through email. Thank you.